Welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. These podcasts are designed to motivate, educate, and to inspire you to take huge action in your life, to change your life from this moment on. I interview inspiring guests with amazing stories that you can hopefully learn from, relate to, and spur you on to achieve big things. If you want to follow my personal journey and all the different things that we do, please follow me on Instagram, which is Terry underscore Blackburn underscore property. Or on YouTube, my page is Terry Blackburn property. Me, myself, I've been from rags to riches. I've had nothing. Now I've built multiple businesses and over millions of pounds. I have a multi-million pound portfolio of property up in the northeast of England. I am by no means done yet. So please get in touch if you love the show. If you have any feedback for me, I'd really appreciate that. And I'm happy to help as many people as I possibly can. That's what this show is all about. So enjoy the episode. Take care, have a fantastic day, and don't just take notes, take action. Just before the podcast starts, I just wanted to let you know, I've released a book on Amazon called Be a Lion. So Be a Lion is about how to dominate and how to be successful in every part of your life. The four main parts of your life being your business or your career, your property, empire, your property business, uh, your health and fitness, and your relationships. Now, if you can be more successful in those four areas, business, property, health and fitness and relationships, I'd imagine your life's going to be quite a bit better. It's not one or the other. It's not sacrificing your health and fitness in order to be successful at work. And it's not being really, really wealthy, you know, at the expense of your, your relationship. You can be happy, successful content in every single part of your life. And the book does explain how I do that and how I believe you could replicate what I've done and just be a little bit better in each part of your life. So it's on Amazon, be a line. It's 15 quid, cost of a Domino's pizza. I'm sure everyone listening to this can afford 15 quid and it might just change you and it might just make you a little bit better in each part of your life. So pop on Amazon, grab it. That'll be massively appreciated and enjoy this podcast. Have a fantastic day. Hi, and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. Now, today's guest is Jasmine and Priya, the hard hat developers. So I've got an interesting story. They've pretty much done majority of strategies, heavily involved in development and HMO, everywhere from Middlesbrough to Plymouth, pretty much nationwide, and they live in London. Got a good story. They've done some big deals. Um, certainly what the first deal that they've done together was quite a large one, which they're going to talk about. I've got combining experience of around about 17 years to very opinionated, um, strong women. I'm sure that'll come across in the episode. So um, so welcome to the show, Jasmine and Priya. Thanks for having Hi. us. We're excited. Yes, likewise. No, thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. We had a really uh, heated debate um, about 10 minutes ago, so that might come through on the episode. So, um, so um, yeah, thank you for coming on. So what we'd like to talk about girls, on the show is... Uh, your sort of story on your journey so far. So broken down into three parts, how you both got into property initially. Then the exciting part is the, is the second part, which is the growth part, how you've done what you've done, how you've went from zero properties to however many you have now, any key moments, any key lessons, learnings that came along the way. And the last part is just what your attention and your focus is, is on now, any particular strategies or where you see yourself. So First of all, could you start with the first section? So just how you both got into property, please. That would be that would be great. So we both got in at different times. I started when I was 19. Um, mm -hmm. I was at university. I was going into my second year. And my mum 
uh, bought property on the side. She's a lawyer. She was kind of had uh, extra income and she was really pushing it down my throat. And I really just didn't want to do it her way. So I um, went to my gran. I got her to remortgage her house. I bought a property in an area my mum didn't agree with me buying, but I bought it anyway. And um, I rented it out. Are you, are, you, are you a little bit argumentative? Um, no, it is. It's not that I'm argumentative, <laughs> but I know my own mind. And if I'm going to make Wrong a mistake, mind. it's going to be my mistake to make. And mm. I just happen to be one of those people that learn the hard way. You can tell me. And I think it's always the way, like, when your parents tell you something, you don't always listen. And if someone else tells you, you do. My mum had, like, a property mentor, and I called him, but I didn't tell my mum. So this was my gut. Like, I'm like I'm so smart like I don't just like rebel and just not do any research but I called him he lived around the corner I asked him to come and have a look and um my mum had to actually because of my age um guarantee my mortgage at the time so I actually had to have her permission so I had to kind of be smart about it but he basically said to my mum if you don't if she doesn't buy it I'm gonna buy it like it's a real good deal um this was prior to it being HMOs that there was no licensing so you just kind of run it as a HMO and I lived in one of the rooms at uni and um, I rented all the others out. And that was kind of my first stepping stone into property. I remortgaged out two years later. I paid my nan back. And um, the rest, as they say, is kind of history. That was how I started. Just, just on that, thank you for sharing that. Um, was, it, was the interest in property just sparked from your mum? You mentioned she kind of pushed it on you a little bit. Was it, or did you have an interest in property? And, and second question was just, the, the the strong mindedness where do you think that came from because I've, I've got a little bit of that rebellious streak in me personally as well I, I tend to go against what people say a lot of the time but um you know what, you I, what a great question I actually don't know 100% where that come from because it doesn't come from my mum so mm. and I'm not sure if it comes from my dad but I think it's I'm an only child so I really kind of like not taken away from my mum but I was alone a lot when I was a child like she was working a lot so I think that I just kind of had to know my own mind. Like it was just me and my mum in London. I had to make sure that I was cool. She was cool. Like she she was buying property when I was like 14. And I was like, what is this? Like I was very like, I'd question stuff. I don't just take what you say as gospel, but I do think yeah. that's down to my mum. My mum has always taught me to, if I don't think something's correct, I was, I've, I've always been allowed an opinion. And I think much to her detriment now, she hates that she allowed me to have one, but she <laughs> And it's too late to take it back. Um, I didn't always have an interest in property, but I could, I, when I went into my second year, when I was going into my second year, I thought, I don't really understand why I would pay somebody rent when I could own it. Like I could kind of live there for free or uh, essentially. And mm. I was seeing my mum do it, but it was a very, like I understood it and I, I made sense. And she was kind of like, here's an idea. And I acted like I didn't like her idea, but I kind of ran with it a little bit. Um, but I even I, I would up until until we kind of joined forces, I wouldn't really ever say I enjoyed property. It was always a means to an end for me. I'm really not one of those people that's like, oh, I dreamed of buying houses and it was all I ever wanted to do. Like it's not, it's not what I wanted to do at all. But I was very much a, a person that I knew that um, I wanted to have options, I wanted to have freedom. And I always knew that when I have a family, I didn't want to do what my mum had to do and was work. I wanted to be able to rely on myself. So I just started early knowing that it would take me a while. And um, that's what I did. Amazing. That sounds good. No, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. 
no problem. And, and I know he's he's came together, but we'll touch on that in a sec. Yeah. Sorry, what, what what's your kind of story? How how did you? My story is not as exciting as Jasmine's. I'm not sure mine is exciting. Mine is kind of more circumstantial. So I did a degree in economics. I worked in corporate life in the city for I always forget this. How many years? Six, five, 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 years, five, five years. years, and then I got made redundant. And as um, I was kind of looking for a new job at the same time, my dad floated the idea of kind of getting involved in property. And like Jasmine, I was like, no, nope, I don't do this. I don't do this. He's like, okay, just come with me. So I remember it was November. It was a Saturday. He was like, come on, we're going to Barnsley. I was like, oh God, what the hell is this? Anyway, so we had to leave at like crack of dawn. I had been on a night out the night before, so I was slightly hungover and literally just not enjoying my life in the back of the car with my mum and dad in the front. And I just literally slept the whole way. Got to Barnsley and viewed this HMO that he was buying and it was just disgusting. Sorry, no offence to Barnsley. It wasn't Barnsley, it was just a house. It was just disgusting. It smelled of, it was of gross. urine. It had like, it was just gross. So I was like, why would I waste my time doing this? Anyway, didn't really like vibe to it. Came back home, went on another night out next day and thought, okay, you know what? I actually have to sort my life out now because I don't have a job in January. It's November. So I was like, hey, let me hear what my dad has to say. And he's, I was obviously on a good salary and had some money like kind of saved up, um, lived at home, didn't really have too many expenses, only going on holidays. That was it really. He's like, why don't you start to use your money and invest and kind of build up your own portfolio and make it into your business. So I started doing that in January and um, very quickly bought five HMOs in six weeks, I think it was, and then got very bored. Then Jasmine's um, husband, well, I say was. My now husband. Yeah. I mean, yeah, why would you say that? Because it wasn't my husband then. Oh, but that makes you sound like you've had two husbands. Maybe I have. And then. Um, oh, my current husband, that's it. You're going to get a new one. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Don't do that. Um, um, well, Jasmine's partner. At the time. At the time. Still is her partner. Now, now so caveat that. Um, yeah was my best friend and save was loosely because now she's kind of taken over and I don't really speak to him very much I'm joking and um, <laughs> um, said why don't you meet Jasmine she does property too very similar to what you're kind of doing and I was like no I'm fine me being me it's like no I'm fine then I was like one day I was like just fed up like I had been in the office all day and um, my dad has a travel business. So I was sitting in his office with him and I was just like, oh, then I came home and then I was having dinner with him. And I was like, this is way too much. Like I need some friends. Like I've come from corporate life where everybody was my friend and it was all fun. And now this is just very, very lonely. So I met up with Jasmine and we decided, well, we just kind of naturally just kept meeting up. We were very local to each other, kind of had the same, very similar interests, very similar family upbringing and kind of just kept meeting as friends. We basically both hated networking. So when yeah. we, had, we had to push ourselves to go networking events, we'll be like, oh, well, we'll go together. And then we'll be like, we can at least just like, it was just kind of more of a push to go together. And then like at the end of it would go for like sheesh or would go for like food after. So it's almost like a treat at the end of some, doing something we hated, but we weren't going alone, which kind of was an easier softens it yeah 100 percent. and then we could like bitch and moan to each other while we were there you know when what some, i mean when, when somebody asked me <laughs> how, how many units do you own anyway <laughs> one time somebody somebody asked me what a b2l was and i was literally like i'm out like i i know that and i just started like come on 
anyway um no so, what had happened is this person said that they sourced they said, do you need a saucer? And then he said to her, it's not that the, some random said, what is a buy to let? He, the question they didn't understand was they were, they were pitching themselves as a saucer at this networking event. Like, you know, what were you looking for? Like I, I sourced, I've been on a sourcing course, da, 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 da. And then said, oh, this, the speaker keeps inviting B2L. What is B2L? And she was like, right, I'm out. Like, I'm so out. Like, it it was just too much like and then, how... he, and then he told me i'm not sure this is appropriate then he told me sorry if that man's listening he told me that um <laughs> he's selling plot of land with an epc or something stupid like that and i was just like why are you talking to me first of all all the annoying people tend to gravitate towards me i'm like go towards jasmine that's what you need to do anyway quite naturally so as jasmine said we went to networking events and then kind of just um started looking for new challenges which ended up being in the commercial side of things and it was kind of more peer-to-peer learning we'd go away research different parts then like regroup help each other I was stronger at spreadsheets and so we kind of built our own deal analyzers together and I would Jasmine would kind of tell me what to write. I was good at, I was good at instructing. <laughs> and I would, I would formulate and like plan and just kind of naturally grab like we just kind of naturally organically came together and then I think one evening we went out and I obviously had the thought, but never really said anything because I never really want to overstep any boundaries or make anybody feel uncomfortable or make myself feel like an idiot. You, so should, see the look that, you should see the look that Jasmine just gives right there. <laughs> and then Jasmine was like, oh, should we do, look for a project together? And I was like, what? Well, okay, what does that mean? Because obviously I've come from a very corporate world. So when you say those words to me, I'm like, I don't know even how to formulate this. Like, I don't know what working with people that I'm not related to no but also (laughs) no but like also when you work in a corporate firm you are told to work with this person that person has that role for that reason and that's what you do with that person you don't really have an option to breathe like I'm going to go and work with this person or I'm going to go and do that today the freedom is very very different the flexibility so then when she said it I was like okay yeah try to play like cool as if we're dating or something and then kind of just um organically started we're looking for deals and stuff and we we like weren't always kind of getting there but we were looking we were looking and our we respectfully had our own properties but we also respectfully had like properties with our I had some with my mom Priya had with her dad like we had a business separately so it was a conversation between everybody to see if they were comfortable because neither of us had ever thought about venturing out of doing business other than just with our own families so it was quite a big step but it organically happened now we're like we're just basically as we've joined forces our families have kind of just been like merged together as well so yeah oh, that's nice that's that's good though i like that um what what, you, what just sprung to mind when you were talking there you know you, you i'm sure you've experienced this um you've been in the property sort of circuit longer than me um you know people jump into bed as in jump into jvs see it's what seems to be very quickly with very little digging due diligence they kind of just meet someone at a networking event and they and they set up a, a jv a property company what advice would you give it always worried me that, that, that when i see that what, what what advice would you give obviously you guys knew each other a little bit first what advice would you give on jvs is there anything that you should do anything that you need to be wary of careful of i mean no judgment to other people but fine some people go to a bar and jump into bed with anyone and that's their business cool but not long term like it's very rarely that long time you do that and it just kind of kicks off the first time and you hit the jackpot like also 
like you're going into business with this person like your money is tied up your reputation is tied up like what what are you so hungry for a deal for that you need to literally go into business with any random like it does not I've never understood that like no uh, me neither. It's, it's so much commitment like how are some it's, it's crazy to me because some people are like oh I'm not going to get married like oh it's a big commit on commitment phobe and then you see my networking event saying this is my business partner I met him a week ago like are you what I'm I, I think at some point your business partner is if not more of a commitment than your married partner. Like my husband always says it to me. Oh, are you going with Jersey today? Are you gonna have a date with Jersey? <laughs> like, are you jealous? Like, I don't understand like what your problem is. Like, it's sometimes like, it's harder than being. Yeah, because you can argue with your husband or your wife, right? Like, you know, you're in a household, you're married, you're, you're actually committed. Like, so you're not really going anywhere. Like, not really. But like with a business partner, like it's different. Like there are boundaries, there are other people to consider. Like. How, I don't know, if you're going into a JV with someone, how long have you known them? What is their financial background? What are they bringing to the table that you are not bringing to the table? Can you do it alone? Do they have any references? Do you have any references? Like, there are just so, are your values aligned? So, yeah, I are, think that's a huge one. Like, we, we yeah, like, I was just going to ask about values, Ed. Was that kind of apparent early on that you, because you seem very similar. You can you tell you've got some differences in terms of personality type, but you do seem like you're on the same wavelength type yeah. thing I, I get we're that very, we're, we're very different we're very different like personality wise we're like we're, we're like we have I think what always holds us together we are on the same wavelength we always end up getting to this nine times out of ten we get to the same conclusion but in different ways mm-hmm. we are okay. so that we, you sort of complement each other would you say still that your, your skill set maybe and personalities different but complement but you have the same values is that, is that yeah. kind of I think I think if we didn't have the same values we couldn't work together 100% but even though the fact that we are different and obviously you probably Terry you've been speaking to us for the last half an hour or so now you can see already I started off very quiet didn't really want to say anything because I didn't really know you I don't really know you and I'm like mm, do I want to speak I don't know this is her with any, everybody it's yeah. actually I, I sometimes I like I I can't like I ju- I'm like but, I, I have absolutely no words but that's me like I, I I'm not if Just I make you. Money, yeah but I'm not gonna like I'm not I'm not like that's me I need to suss out the situation before I can speak I actually remember one evening went out with Jasmine and then her husband now husband was there with his friends and then he was like oh come sit with us and I was like okay so we went and sat with them and then they were like all talking and I was just really quiet. So she sent me a message. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, why? Why are you asking me that? I'm like, I don't know these people. I'm not going to like, you know, start saying my opinions and things because I don't know them very well. Whereas Jasmine was like, we were talking about private education versus state education or something. And the next thing I know, I, I didn't mean to, but I like put my hand up to speak. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. I don't know why I did it. It was like 10 dudes and me and Priya and she's got a hand up. I was like trying to be polite because they were all speaking over each other and I don't really like when that happens so I was trying to be polite and then I was anyway but I do, I do the same in every situation I'll like just to suss out just to be comfortable like you have to warm up yeah you know I'll get that and, and so yeah in the wild why because they get shy and they like suss it out and then get a bit more that brave that's what you are oh but anyway so when we Great analogy if we didn't have the same values i don't think we could work together i think how yeah i think that's an important point yeah we actually had a coach and we actually he asked us a a, a bunch of questions and Mm. he goes go away and separately answer your questions and then sit down together and figure out 
if you have separately come to the same agreement in terms of how many properties are you looking to buy a year? What are you, what sort of properties are you looking to buy? How much money are you looking to put in? Like what, like, what, what do you need from somebody? What do they need from you? What's your long-term five-term, 10-year goal? Like we had to look at them separately and then compare them together and see how far apart we were from each other. I mean, it's the simplest of exercises. But if you can't even do that and you can't agree on that, then if someone's thinking they're buying one a year and the other one's thinking they're buying 10, you're so worlds apart, it's not going to ever work. Yeah, it's not, it's going to clash, yeah. I think, I think that's a really, really good point, actually. And, and sometimes simplicity is just, certainly in, in, in my businesses, I've always tried to do that, is just simplify, and property, simplify the process. And, and that's a really simple exercise, but it can identify huge red flags early doors or huge green flags if that's a thing you know huge reasons why you should do it I think that's a really good point I think when we started as well we were very um keen to like obviously we were both going into commercial we both wanted to learn so we kind of both wanted to do everything whereas mm. now we've kind of streamlined our processes we both know our strengths and our weaknesses and even sometimes when we're having a meeting and like we need to do this or whatever and I'm like I'll do it and Jasmine's like no no I'll do it because you're going to get pissed off or, um, or yeah. I can do it quicker or whatever. Or like if we'd like, or if, if, if it's more technical, it it's, yeah. if, it's gets, a, if it's anything spreadsheet based, I'm not, not doing even it. spreadsheet based recently. It's anything with her recently. And I'm like, okay, I'll figure it out. And was, I had a problem. Oh, I had a problem. listen, I had a problem with DocuSigning and I swear to God yesterday, she was like, she wasn't feeling oh. very well. So when I messaged her, she I was, had a nap in the day. I'm not going to lie. Like she fine. wasn't feeling, but she wasn't <laughs> feeling well. She had a nap. Anyway, I was like, when I she woke up, up and to I was these like, messages, I was like, I'm not dealing with this shit. Like I can't do it. It's like I, she's pissing me off. I had like it, a mental make break. It, it, it was, it was it. simple as book, by the way. What happened? I love, I love oh, that. Sorry, my 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 Adobe just popped up for no and reason. And then she, it was like she was talking to herself, and I woke up and I was like, to like 15 messages. Priya, I can't do this. I don't want to do it. I don't know how to do it. Can you do it? Blah blah blah. But it wasn't like a continuous run. It was like every few minutes because you know when you get the timestamp. I was like, she's not. I was like, just send me the shit and I'll do it. Actually, fuming. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, I think I think that's a good. Thank you for sharing that. And it's 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 quite nice just to watch how you interact because. Um, you can see why it works. You can see it can see, I can see more of the differences now as you just as you were speaking. But it seems like I, you just have loads of fun. I, I get that impression. You just have a laugh and a, and a crack, and you, you just obviously work really hard based on what you've done. But nine times out of ten, yeah, nine times out of ten, we have a good time. Yesterday, she just messaged me. She was like, "I think you should just go to bed at three o'clock in the afternoon." I was like, "It's not my fault. I'm just having the worst day." And she was like, it just, just didn't get any better. So then I was, was she like, she woke up, I was like, are you still, just still like this? What's wrong? And then this, no, and then this morning I was messaging my sister. She was like, well, at least you sound like a human today. Cause yesterday you sound like you're going to kill someone. You Sometimes just have- you've got to go, right? That, that, that's another thing, but you know, off air we spoke about Instagram and how it's not real. Just what you were saying there about like, you know, it's not always about hustling and grinding and working 18 hours a day, right? If you are knackered and you are burnt out, you, you can't have a day off and you can't have a sleep in the day. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You can still achieve big things and not I don't do that often. hustling, grinding, all this type of stuff, you know, that sure. people say. I agree. If I, want a, if I want a nap, I can nap. Like, it's, okay, yeah. yesterday I had an yeah. agent with me. Yesterday, yesterday so. you know, like, we run these businesses, like, and we 
uh, it, it is Instagram versus reality. You get all these people for, oh, like, I've got this deal, got this, like, this is happening, look at me, no, no, no. Like, it's all fun. Okay, what about when, like, yesterday, in the, yesterday was one of those days that nothing was going correct, like, just nothing. Like, we had an issue with our banking, I went to a different bank, there was a problem with that bank. Like, it was just, oh, I can't, there was a drain pipe problem, one of our, like, properties weren't going to complete because they were having an issue. Like, it was just all these shit, there was all this shit happening. And it was like, every time you thought you had dealt with one, someone else was, like, like punching you in your face. So I thought, you know what? In the middle of the day, Priya took a nap. I thought, you know what? Nothing's going my way. No, right. I didn't. I sat in the, that was Monday. I oh, sat sorry. in the bank for two hours yesterday. Sorry. Thanks. Well, then yesterday I got pissed off. I was like, do you know what? I want one thing to go right today. I'm going to go get my nails done. That's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to take an hour. I'm not going to pick up my phone. And I'm, I'm going to get my nails done. 100%. And then an agent that I've been trying to call, called me. So I pick up the phone. He's like, oh, it's really loud where you are. I said, you know what? I'm getting my nails done. <laughs> like, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. That's what I'm doing today. And do you know what? I can. I don't owe nobody an explanation. It's my business. If I want to sit and sleep in my pajamas all day, I can. And no one should judge me. That's the thing. I'm, I am my own boss. The only person I need to really tell is Bria. But even then, I'm not. She didn't even tell me. She yeah, told but... me after. And I was like, I hate you because I've just been sitting in Nat West arguing with this annoying woman. Yeah, well, I feel like, I believe, like, you should do something every day that makes you happy, no matter what that is. If I sit and have a coffee by myself, if I go and get my nails done, if I go and, I don't know, like, call my grand for half an hour, if there's one thing a day that you can do to make yourself happy, and just that is a you thing, I think it makes me a better person in my business and a better person for the people around me. So... And I also believe that we have not got into business to be answerable to other people's definition of what work should be. What, how and when I decide to work, at what time I decide to get, I don't wake up at five o'clock, okay? It's not a vibe for me. As you could tell on the five, I am not a morning human being. My, t- my time is eight, 8.30, I like to get up. I don't want to get up at seven. I don't want to get up at six. And I don't, I'm not going to get up at six. We don't have a meeting before 9.30 because I'm not going to get there. Like, it's fact. I'm just, I'm going to be moany when I get there. So we do 9.30 and I get up when I'm happy and I can and I should and I miss all the bloody traffic and it's good for me. <laughs> it works for you. And again, I think that's another, another good point, kind of sticking on that Instagram versus reality point. Like, you don't have to, you are clearly doing big things in your space Um you know, you don't have to be getting up dead early. I, I, do, I am one of them person, people that get up, I, I do get up early and I do train early, but that that's because I I like to do that and I, I feel better when I do that because that works for me, but it's it's, it's relative. It's, everyone's different and, and your body's different to other people's. And I just hate that phrase like hustle and hard, you know, you've got to work hard and you've got to work 18 hours a day. Like that's just, it's just not true. That's it's not true. Well. And that, that's when you end up, ill you end up in hospital or you end up lonely you know that's not what it's about right um work-life balance I'd rather go like I'd rather take longer to get to where we're going and have fun and spend time with my family and friends getting there than say I'm going to get there in two years and have like the hardest two years of my life and have no fun no travel no social life not see my family it doesn't even make any sense what are you working for like what are you building it doesn't even make any sense like who are you proving this to because you just sound like a dick yeah well no you're completely right i think a lot of people uh, just the last my last view on sort of this this point i think a lot of people sacrifice like the personal life the home life 
just in the pursuit of like buying some properties or making some money when really you can do it at the same time. You can still be happy at home and in your personal life and be successful at work all at the same time. It's not like one or the other, is it? No. But the, the, this Instagram situation sounds like we're having a right good Instagram, yeah. But it does give the perception of something that's not real and, and people impress their views. Half of the time, aren't even, it's not even really what they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're, impre- they're impressing a certain view on people that people follow, which is quite... Um, really bad for people's mental health, to be honest. And it's a really bad image of what, what people think they can achieve and what time period. It's a very... It's, I think it's almost where, you know, like back in the day, the training courses, what they would, what, how they would present themselves. I, mm. I almost think Instagram is so much, it's so much worse because there's, it's, it's so freely available and it's, yeah. like, it's so like, it's constant that you're seeing something and what you're being stimulated by. It just do, does, doesn't even, it doesn't even like the information people give you and what you, and what is actually their reality. They don't really collate. And I think that people that are not within the industry and that trying to get in, it's such a dangerous place for them to be because they literally, what do they say? Like a little bit of knowledge is like super dangerous. Like that's what it is. You're seeing a tip of an iceberg and all the shit that goes on behind it, nobody really knows. And you've given a false impression to everybody getting involved. I think that we should all, all of us have, all of us with pages, all of us with properties, all of us with businesses that are doing somewhat well, I think we should look at what we want, like what did we need to see when we were getting into property? What realities were we not given? And that's what we should be giving people. Not all that, like the goods, not just the good stuff, but what did you not have? And that's what we should be giving back to other people. That's what we should be doing. But what's actually happening and what's what's actually being done is two very different things. And I think that's, I think it's only going to get worse. I think that's just my opinion. There's yeah. I agree. It, it's kind of worrying that, you know, I have children. I've got three kids and I'm a four on the way. And um, like, what's it going to be like? What's it going to be like when they're growing up? Like, how bad's it going to get? Yeah. You know, all the social media world and the metaverse and all these mad things I don't even understand. And I don't want to talk about because I don't understand them. Um, yeah, what's it going to be like then? But um, let, let, let's just pull it back a bit because I think you've got a real, you've got some good... Um, there's some good things that I know about you, you, you girls to, to talk about, I think, which would inspire and hopefully motivate others. Um, so could you tell us maybe about each of you, your favourite deals? Um, for whatever reason that might be, it doesn't have to be money or the numbers, just your, your favourite deals that you've done. Because you've done quite a lot of strategies, like I mentioned. And, you know, on your Instagram, you've got some some nice stuff on there. Um, what What is there any deal in particular that stands out for you for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. Um, go on you go you pick a favorite Uh, i feel like we're gonna have the same favorite no i've got a different favorite too what's your favorite no why don't you say yours and then you'll know mine um Uh probably uh our care home project that we did in eastbourne that's mine no (laughs) (laughs) joke So tell us about that. So what, what was so the deal? It was a home that had been vacant for three years. We took possession and we bought with planning for nine two-bed apartments. And it was like 22 little rooms that stunk of urine and flies and absolutely gross. And we put it into nine two-bed apartments. One had a little basement conversion, which was quite cool. Um, two, 
three had private guard two had private gardens and the rest was a communal garden we had a car a driveway for seven seven spaces. seven spaces um it was a very old victorian building so we tried to keep as much as the of the period features as possible which is quite nice because it gave the flats a lot of character we did a lot of market research in eastbourne and we found that our kind of our target market group that we were selling to was downsizers and a lot of the conversions within Eastbourne were very clinical, very office-like. So we wanted to kind of be a little bit more bespoke and kind of boutique-y and keep as many features as we can and make it accessible for that target, target market group without making it like just boring new build standard such. So um, we kind of did a, spent a lot of time kind of figuring out what was right for the flats and it was just it was a very very big project the build was just under a million pounds so obviously it was a lengthy project as well COVID hit us um during the process of the build as well so it was just um a lot of learnings and I think that's what kind of excites Jasmine and I because when we get involved in projects we like to make sure that we're learning and continually growing our knowledge in 10 years time, we will not be contractors. We will not be dealing, um, dealing with drains. And like yesterday, I had our contractor on FaceTime teaching me about downpipes. And I was like, he's mm-hmm. like this tree is hitting this and this and is like, why this one's got extra. And like, this is mm-hmm. why this is blocked. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. can you fix it? I'm like, how it's... much now, <laughs> when and why? Yeah, I'm just, we just need like, the headlines. I really don't care how to, but I really super, don't care. But he's super helpful and we I just like, yeah, and then I called Jasmine. I was like, do you want to know about the drain issue? I started explaining to her like she cared. <laughs> and then I was like, hold on, am I just wasting my breath? Do you actually care? I was like, it looks bent. What's wrong with it? <laughs> I was trying to explain it. But anyway, <laughs> so we're always like continually learning. And I think that's super important for us because when as well, another thing I found quite different being in the, from corporates being self-employed is that my learning and my self-development was very much more down to me whereas when I worked corporate it was actually facilitated even though it's called self-development it was actually facilitated for you you were told you need to do these programs by this date and whatever so for us it was super exciting we learned so much and it was also just um our first project where we both were selling the units so that's a whole different ball game in its own because we hold most units and Holding is the way forward for us because selling. Why, why? Why was that then? Was the was the rationale behind that? Why did you sell not hold? It was our first project and together. Um, it was our first project together. And at that point in time, we kind of wanted to make sure it was if things didn't go well, it was kind of a clear cut at the end of it. And also, I think it was just at the stage of our lives, we're both kind of looking. To, well, we both settled down and kind of just wanted the extra cash to kind of either reinvest into our next project or reinvest into our own lives as such and find our it was just homes, it was a cleaner exit yeah as your first like you know you asked about jvs i think you have to go cleaner exit your first time because you don't know like every time we work with someone new we always do we always try to work with them in a very smaller way first like if you want out i want out it's just easier that way because then no one's feelings are really hurt so that's what was we always do multiple exits for it though but um it was it was a beautiful but it was a real beautiful project it was really, a beautiful area yeah, yeah. dip your toe in the water before you jump in kind of thing yeah i think that's a good well, i mean we dipped our t- t- well, i think we drowned <laughs> we had black right you're, you're in the ocean with no arm back it was everywhere there was wheels it was everywhere yeah. okay. it's actually crazy because like you know like the, the figures you're talking about yeah i think it didn't really phase us too much because we buy in london so 
if you someone's buying like three hundred thousand pound properties and then you get to like a one point one million pound purchase, it's a real big leap. But we were buying properties at like eight nine hundred thousand pounds, so it wasn't too much of a leap. But it, we didn't really kind of. But it was more the build. Like we've never done a build of that scale of like of of, of that amount of money, and it was just a lot. Like it was. Yeah, it, it is a lot. Of money. It was such a steep learning curve. Like one time we got like a, a letter from um was it so who was the electric company scotch power no it was uk power network seventy nine thousand pounds to dig 160 meters for the three phase um for the to dig 160 meters to the nearest three phase um on the road and we were like i'm sorry we had budgeted eight grand like i'm gonna need you to come back i'm gonna <laughs> figure out what's going on because it's slightly more than we thought like so we figured it out i mean i think the bill came to like eight five in the end so we killed it but mm. or we came to budget but yeah like actually we say it's not daunting right like a, a build of a million pounds is daunting to anybody um we were the only, that variables on. only women on site we had one woman woman carpenter and otherwise we were the only women on site for like mm. months like the only person did you did you find that challenging in any way just knowing what a lot of builders can be like did you find that challenging? Were they a little bit were they rude? Were they, were they funny with you, you guys or not? Project, uh, absolutely not. On this project, oh, I think they were probably my favourite contractors to Ever. work with. Yeah. Even now, like yesterday, I called, I had an issue and I called and they're so not, he goes, pray up, don't worry, I'll be there in 10. I'm like, no, no, I wasn't asking you to go there. I was just discussing something with you. He's like, no, I'll FaceTime you, pick up your phone in 10. I was like, all right. They're really loved, honestly. Like, he, he called us he's because he's kind of our parents age and he'd be like um do you mind if yeah. i call you girls like it was it, everything was respectful like if we didn't get something it was always it was always a good vibe you know if you're going to be on site for like 18 months two years you've got to deal with this person near enough on a daily basis you yeah. don't want to you don't want to work with someone that you just think oh god i have to call them like mm. oh i don't want to talk to them so we were really lucky and we learned a lot from him and we would purposely go and buy a project in his area because we would love to work with him again. And he now sends us deals to say, can you make this work? Can you make that work? So we're very lucky. Ships. Yeah, man, love that. Love that. That, that. Thanks, Priya. What about you, Jasmine? What, what's your favourite deal that you've done so far? I don't think I have a favourite deal, but I have a favourite strategy. And for me, mm. it's something that I've probably only realised this year is my London HMOs are, the, are, are, are my favourite. They're the bread and butter of our business. Like they're they're always the properties that always reap dividends. Like I'm, I can p- purchase a property, I can do it up, I can refinance out the first time. Two years later, I can still refinance out, and they it becomes a pipeline for our business. Mm-hmm. I know in two, three years time, I'll pull the money out a couple of times, and then we'll refinance it. We'll put it on a five year like fixed pro- pro- um, um, product, and mm-hmm. it it's just stable it's stable mm. it brings in good money I don't it just it just works mm. and I like that I need I think that more so than ever I needed stability and I, I um, appreciate what the stability in the business does for us that gives us the freedom to be able to go and do these projects and still be safe to do those projects and have something to rely on and fall back on and those projects are much they're just the I can do it with my eyes shut but I still love them and I like that the London ones you can drive past and know, oh, this is my house. Like I don't go in. I don't know who lives there. No idea who lives there. I've absolutely no idea. One time I was like driving and my uncle was in the car and I saw tenants coming out of my house. And he goes, What are you looking at? And I was like, That's my house. And my <laughs> uncle was like, 
oh, okay. He's like, who are they? I was like, I haven't got a clue, mate. Like, I've not got a clue. I don't know. They could be visiting. They could live there. I don't know. But I like that. Like, it makes me feel a bit, just a bit more safer. And I feel like when we've gone into development, I've, I personally have forgotten how much I, I like the original part of my business. Mm. So I, I do like the London HMOs. Mm. No, I love that. And, and, and just from what you said, I think that's a, a good point as well. You know, just being self-aware enough to realise what you do actually enjoy. And it's not all about, again, going back to the Instagram thing, it's not all about doing huge developments and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and doing bigger and bigger things. There's nothing wrong with just doing HMOs forever if that's what you want to do and buying low value, you know, there's not, it's, it's each to their own and it, it, it's whatever you want from property um, is what you should do, right? It's, it's yeah, I, I like that. Um, about property, like she, she, she really, like a lot, to a lot of people when she speaks to them, she's like, you know, like, it's not like a one size fits all. She's, yeah, because I feel like social media portrays that you have to do this and then you have to do that and then you have to do this. I think, the thing about property is there's so many ways that it's accessible to different people and at different points in time of their life. Like it doesn't have to be, okay, you need to do this and then you need to do this and you need to do that. And I think that's also what makes like, for example, say you don't like purchasing, you're not interested. You could be an interior designer and no disrespect to interior designer. Anybody can kind of figure that out these, these days. It's so accessible with the amount of social media and kind of the resources available to you. You can figure it out. If that's what you enjoy, that's what you do. If you want to be an agent, be an agent and you're still in property. If you want to be a developer, be a developer. Or if you don't want to develop, you can just buy with pla- and sell with planning, planning game. Yeah. Like, there's just so, there's so much to it. And also like say, maybe somebody just wants a pension pot. So they're buying two free a year. Great. Good for you. Like continue with it. It doesn't mean that you have to buy no money. Like, you know, none of your own money, uh, no money down, all your money out. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be the most beautiful oh, no. and, prettiest and sexiest of deals. Like nobody knows why you are in property. purpose for the person. And that's what's important. And I think sometimes a lot of people, and especially people starting off, who are just focusing on social media and podcasts and you know trying to use a lot of the free resources available which is so great that that they are available but at the same time you can become consumed in thinking okay I need to do it like this and like this and like this and I think uh, very early on into my journey that's what I realized because I was going to all these seminars networking events meeting all these different people and I was like you become fixated on something that potentially has I go back to the example that Terry you spoke about this morning with your new um, um, kind of deal. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to speak about it. I don't know. But um, um, when you spoke about your your new deal sounds so fascinating, super exciting, something I would probably really enjoy. But is it right for me at this time in my life? No. And you, I think everybody has to be able to understand that and say that because a lot of people just fall in love with the idea of getting that deal, but it's what comes after and is it actually going to serve the purpose? If you're leaving 60 grand in your deal, that might be okay for you, but that might not be okay for me. I might need to be moving personally home next year. Like you don't know. And I think that's why everybody's very quick to judge on social media and like everybody's quick to compare. Yeah. So I think the problem is, is if you're new into property and you're looking at what other people are doing, 
what happens is you have so much information, you actually don't know which information is currently relevant to you. And then it becomes, I'm looking, we've spoken to so many people, I can't even tell you. And they're like, oh, but this person's doing this and I live in this area, so I'm gonna do this. And then I'm gonna look at this and then I'm looking at this and then I'm going here and I'm looking to buy to let and I'm doing rent to rent and I'm doing social housing and I'm looking at service accommodation. I'm like, pick a fucking topic, mate. Like pick one, you're new, pick one, do it well, learn, get comfortable and then understand. But then they're like, this deal works. I'm like, every deal can work. Every deal can be a good deal. Is it a good deal for you? If you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know what your long-term goal is, how much money you're trying to make, how much time you have available, like, then you don't even know. Then you could be willy-nilly just buying anywhere and you think, oh, this is great. And actually it's dumb. For your long-term plan, it's dumb. Like, so people need to understand this information and then they need to understand what they they've lost the part of them in this property wheel and i think that's what's actually the missing part now like people need to people need to understand how to yeah yeah i think you both said great great points there um couldn't agree more like around the there's that many different strategies people get this they want to do it all but then because there's so many and that's a good thing about property they get analysis paralysis and then they end up just doing nothing because the the judgment is so clouded because they don't know whether they should do this or this or they try to do 10 things at once and they end up being very you know unproductive across all it you know because you can't do 10 strategies at once because it dilutes your, your impact across all 10 when i yeah. get you know i'm sure you, you you guys get the same i get messages i've got some money and i don't know where to start you know those type messages from the new new people and my advice is similar to what you said, Jasmine, there is, is do one thing first and get good at it before you go to the next. Normally, my advice would just be buy to let. Because for me personally, I find that is the easiest to understand and the simplest. And that's where I started. We say that we say the same because if you're not sure, then you cut your teeth on something a little bit smaller. Um, it's a bit more manageable. And to be honest, if you're not 100% confident, it will give you sometimes the lack of confidence is the biggest problem in so many people. It's where they make the most amount of mistakes because you just sit there second guessing yourself. And when you second guess yourself, you just mess shit up. Like it's just in anything that we do in life, not just in property, but anything you do, the minute you start questioning yourself and you're second guessing everything you're doing, you make mistakes because you're not really like at some point, you have to just stop analyzing and just make decisions because this business is a lot of the time making a quick, quick decision. You can't just be sitting there. Hmm, let me think. Hmm, let me have a conversation. Hmm, no, like make a decision and then stick by your decision. It is what it is. But I think some people can't handle that. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, and to sort of to add to that, like if you can't make the decision about a certain situation that you're in, are you doing the? Should you be in that? should you be in property in that strategy because if you don't know what to do you probably haven't you're probably not educated enough in that particular subject to make the decision therefore should you really be in that Agreed. that situation you know that that's another point you know don't try and do a, a million pound care home on your first ever property deal if you've never dealt with a contractor or a mortgage lender or a solicitor before but some people do don't they? it's actually um, it's actually insanity like it's really mm -hmm. I'm actually sometimes we have conversations and I'm like I genuinely worry for some people like on like honestly not so much like I think like more so than their some people are like putting their whole pension pots or their life savings or like their parents remortgage money into something and they haven't got a bloody clue what they're doing and I'm like like this is your life this is your financial life like you, we need to have some sort of there's no there's no rush on it no one's put a gun to your head like take your time 
like yeah. be, be smart make a make a proper decision maybe go and get some help no one's telling you to go and get like fifty thousand pound mentorship but go and speak to someone pay for their time get an understanding and people are so worried about paying for some for a little bit of knowledge or a little bit of time because they're like oh, i don't want to waste the money you probably will end up wasting that money if you don't go in uh, like if you're not 100 percent sure it's okay to pay for a little bit of help i'm not telling you to go and like spend tens of thousands but a little bit of money is okay to just get a bit of clarity but definitely definitely couldn't agree more um couldn't agree more um just for time i thought um it just came to mind there when we we're talking because you, you come across really fun you two um let's do a let's do a fun <laughs> what my fun. <laughs> um, why don't we do a, a, a different a different question? Um, yeah. What do you love about property and what do you hate about property? Um, a short answer to both uh, both of those points. Yeah, so, Priya, you, you first. No, you didn't. Oh, fine. All right. What do I love? Okay, what do I hate what about? What do you love? What do you hate? Okay, yeah, this is going to be really controversial. What I hate, so I apologize. Oh, yes, love it. I hate the people in property. Yeah, <laughs> I actually can't go. What do, you, what do you mean though? What, what do you mean? Tenants, agents, but like liars, sources. Like I just trust, liars. Like I just, I just sources. Don't get me started on sources. I no, can't stand majority like, sources. It's not like a blanket for all of them. But I generally now go in on the back foot. Like, am I going to like you? Are you going to annoy me? Are you going to be silly? Like, are you going to answer my question? Or are you not? Um, what do I love about property? I love that I can be creative, like however yeah. that looks like. I can change floor plans. I can change interior design. I can change different versions. I can go to different versions of housing. I like that it's not really ever the same. And mm-hmm. as a person, I think I need that. Yeah, love that. I agree with that last one. Um, but yeah, what do you love and what do you hate about property? You can't do the same as me. No, I am. No, you can't. <laughs> no, um, no, it's going to be I, different. I don't think I hate people. I think I hate networking. I hate being put in forced environments to make me speak. I don't really appreciate that. I know I have to do it. I know no, you I don't have to do it. No, but you do because it's a vehicle to help you grow and to kind of you don't know you don't know what's sitting in the room. You don't know what deals there. B2L? Whatever. B2L, R2R. Um, <laughs> can you tell the beats? Can you say the B2L story? Because that was you told us that before we started recording. I love that one. Oh, did I not say it on there? I know she said it recorded. Oh, yeah, she said, said it recorded. It was on record. So, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah um so um i'm just not a great networker which is something kind of i I actually think covid actually helped because i was obviously we were obviously like at home in our individual homes and had to kind of continue to grow our business and in doing so we did a lot of zoom meetings so it kind of made me have to speak and made me a little bit more comfortable with speaking so yeah that's what you love what do i love I love the fact that it could potentially give me a lot of freedom and access to do my dream job one day. What is your dream job, Priya? I was just about to say that. I was just about to say, what is your dream job? No, I'll let you know. Oh, when you so you don't know? How anticlimactic! <laughs> no, I I've always it's wanted. Like, it's actually it's actually new. <laughs> are, are you not doing your dream job now? Is this not your dream? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Or this is this a stepping stone to something yeah, else? I would say that this is a stepping stone. I wouldn't say that this is my dream job. I also don't know what fu- the future may hold for me. So it may be in property that I do decide to do something else. But I I, I do enjoy it. But I think, and I've always said this since I was a lot younger. There's more for me 
mm. and property. Well, I didn't know that when I was younger, but having been, I always wanted my own business and it just so happens now that it is in property. That's never what I kind this of- This is not her passion. Yeah. This is not like what ignites her fire Like if life. you speak to my dad, he's like screaming about, oh, prayer, I went and saw this. I'm like, why are you Her, da- her dad is the best, friend. like we will literally be in the car and we were talking about HMOs and he drove past the turning of the motorway. <laughs> like he just continued on. She's like, you lot are not allowed to talk to the car. I'm like, so like, he is definitely like, he has a huge passion for it i have a huge passion for something else i'm just not sure what that is no, no, I, no i am sure what it is i wanted to kind of either be in like the hospitality industry whether that may be mm-hmm. like a bar or a restaurant appreciate it's a lot of work and a lot of people do it it's and a lot I of networking a lot of networking but it's different you know that you hate but i also going back to kind of what i studied and what i enjoyed i really like mergers and acquisitions and looking at failing businesses and how to kind of give them life again so there's two sides of me or third side might be just you know what fuck it i'm just gonna sit at home and be a mum. how hard was it for you to swear very hard because i just stopped myself and i thought actually terry said i can't swear <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's one of those we things swear i think property i think we will always be in property of course, we yeah. will always have our have a little bit of our fingers in the property pie like be it just whatever our portfolio is now and i think we'll always continue adding to it what that looks like how that is I don't think either of us could ever kind of predict it. So I think, but but for the both of us, it is a means to an end. And maybe that might be, we do one big project a year and that's what we do, but that's not for the foreseeable, to be honest. I think that's maybe three years plus maybe. We're, and I think it's a revolving scale for us. In, we're still quite young, like kind of. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I agree with that. Again, it's, it's really... It's really nice to have honest people on and you just come across as really, re- just real. You know, you just say it how it is and like, you're not trying to be something that you're not. And you, you know, you, you just said like, it might not be properly forever. You know, it might not, but, but that's just honest and real. Like some people will say, you know, I want a thousand properties and all this carry on. I'm going to do this and probably that. But you, you, who knows? Like, I don't know about you, but like. It's my dad's I'm different. thousand properties. Again, it's I told is it i mean it was i said how many rooms is that yeah i i I don't agree but that's his dream let him be each other what what i I was gonna say was like two years ago my goals and what i want from life is different to now so in two years in the future it's probably going to be different again so it's just nice to have people being honest and saying like i don't know if it'll be property it might be something else might be something that's why i said different yeah I think we, I think as, as people and as a business together, we just try to live by like our, our morals and values. Like we, we do try to have a good time no matter what we do. We, we work hard. We really do. Like we put in te- anything we put our mind to, we really give all of our effort into. And even things that we find hard, we still do, even if we don't 100% enjoy them. Yeah. But we have always said that when we do something, we want to try to, we want to be, we want to be ourselves. And we don't ever want to have to lie or hide in what we're doing. I think there's so much of that in life anyway. And yeah. we've, we've all kind of struggled with what people want, want you to say or what they want to hear from you. This is not an environment that we feel like we have to do that. So when we can try to kind of give, be honest and try to at least just be ourselves, why not? Like we're not, there's no need for us to be anything other than who we are. And we get to kind of choose to who we work with now if people we're always wanting, we're like, we're very pro wanting everybody to win. Like if, if someone's in property and we can help, 
but you also have to have that same mindset like if we can help we're there like if we can inspire somebody we really would love to do that but who knows what we're going to be doing and who knows where we'll end up and who knows how long we'll be on this journey in the same business together like we don't know we don't know where life will take us but for the moment we having a good time doing it and trying to make it yeah 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 man love that love that just last question to to end the show um the show is called the rags to riches show but you can be rich in loads of different ways you can be rich monetary and assets and time and friendships relationships whatever but that phrase being rich what does it mean to to you Oh, what a good question. Oh. I think for me, it means to have freedom and flexibility in order mm. to do what I would like to do and have the means to be able to do those things. And it's also, it's not just like materialistic things. For me, a huge thing is um, just to be sustainable and ensure that my family is secure and that we can continue to kind of have a good life. It doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean I need to be a billionaire in order to do that. But sustainability and um, being secure is very, very important for me. Mm. No one said sustainability before. I like that one. And Jasmine, what about yourself? I think to be rich in love and experience. Mm. Rich in love and experience. Yeah, man. It's all you need, isn't it? Yeah. I think that we always try to do something new like like when we when we like we'll do we'll go out like we like we'll go out for dinner and stuff but like like in little things like we went to the theatre on the weekends like with our families together like we tried to travel a lot like I I live for travel like I live like my honeymoon was seven weeks long like I live for it okay. live, live for travel Love so I think, I think experience where did you go where was your honeymoon where did you go Maldives where did you no. go come on Feel like oh, I'm, that's where I'm gonna go, mate. I'm, I really want to go to the Maldives. I feel really. like you know better. No, um, I we went to Barbados, Dominica, Hawaii, uh, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, New York. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was amazing, and like we're very lucky, and that's what I think. That's what it is to be rich, like to be able to experience stuff in life that that people should like. You know, I was I said to my husband, we went to Barbados, and it was honestly it was, the hotel was shit. And it was the start of the honeymoon. I was like, oh, well, this is going to, I'm not really sure about this. This is, I feel like I messed it up in life. But I was like, but this is someone's one holiday. Like maybe they haven't, because we went just like kind of um, end of 21. I was like, someone hasn't been on holiday three, four years. They've saved up for this. Like, mm. and they've come to this hotel and we're moaning about it. We've got four others. We're going to, we're okay. But someone saved up for that. That was their experience. And that's what they got. So I was like, the more experiences we can have because that's all you end up taking with you anyway yeah, exactly so we try to have fun we try to experience everything and uh, try to make some money in the meantime in, to keep up with our own life i think yeah maybe drive that <laughs> honestly, honestly thank you so much really appreciate your time today it's been a great episode um yeah thank you have a fantastic rest of your day thank you Hi, everyone. Just before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you could pop on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the more attention the podcast gets. And then it enables me to get even better guests and give even more inspiration and even more motivation to you guys. So I'd really appreciate it if you popped onto Apple Podcasts, left us a review, shared the podcast with your friends and family. 
um, plenty on social media to try and grow the podcast, which enables me to inspire you guys even more. Thank you so much. I'm really, really grateful. I really appreciate it and have a fantastic day.